From Mediacorp and One Up Media, this is Post Love. Essays on love, life, and everything in between. Maybe it's not marriage. Maybe it's love. I just hope that someday someone would love me. Well, because I've only loved one man. Love. I've got all lunch. I'm never going to feel no other kind of love. The little things that matter. About six years ago, I was struggling hard not to scream in front of my laptop. I was about to go on a call with none other than John freaking Legend. Yes, the John Legend himself. A few days prior, his manager had slid into my inbox requesting a meeting. It had all the markings of a prank, but whoever was behind it had done their homework. Specifically, they knew my unique line of work as a craftswoman of delicate polymer clay figurines. And their proposal seemed sincere. John Legend's wife, Chrissy Teigen, had just released a cookbook, and he desired to surprise her with some of my miniature marvels. Like, oh my god, you can tell that when they don't. I figured, if it was a ruse. The worst case scenario would be an entertaining Zoom call, <laughs> and yet when the day came, I sat in the solitude of my HDB apartment, anticipating the worst. When instead, the globally renowned American singer, songwriter, pianist, record producer, and actor John Legend showed up on my screen, I was speechless. Yet. As I calmed my nerves and began the conversation, I thought to myself, "Jocelyn, this is a huge opportunity here. This is your shot at making something out of your passion. This is your shot at sharing your art of crafting tiny food clay figurines with the world. Don't mess this up." I was so nervous I damn near peed myself. But wait. You might be thinking, what the heck are tiny food clay figurines anyway? Well, darling, let me illuminate you. Picture the most scrumptious food and drinks you've ever set your eyes on, but in a size so small they could practically vanish under your thumb. Imagine a miniature fillet o fish from McDonald's that you could lose in a coin pocket of your jeans. Or a sushi gunkan teeming with salmon roe, each excised morsel hardly bigger than a speck of dust. Sounds crazy. Who would even care about this? How did I even come to this in the first place? Well, coming from Singapore, it's almost mandatory to be a cuisine expert or foodie, mostly because there's little else to do that won't cost an arm and a leg. It's like every Singaporean you meet will have their own little food obsession. Some people compile never-ending bucket lists of dishes to savor. Others dedicate entire Instagram profiles to their gastronomic adventures. But me, well, I use every meal as an excuse to study, admire, and showcase foods worthy of their very own Instagram catwalk. From the flamboyant colors of our traditional nonya kueh 
to the soul-soothing earthy tones of a perfectly brewed cup of kopi si siu tai. Every bite tells a tale. Then, by fate or by accident, I fell into the rabbit hole of miniature food sculpting. My then-boyfriend, now hubby, and I had grown weary of our usual date routine, and on a fateful day, we wandered into an art store, got our hands on a tub of air-dry clay, and started fiddling with it. Just for fun, of course. Being foodies ourselves, we began with our favourite treat. That, needless to say, looked more like vomit. But the process was enjoyable, therapeutic, and I was quickly hooked. My adventure with tiny food would soon turn into a full-blown love affair when I stumbled upon the works of Angie Scar. If you search her up, she looks like an ordinary European auntie. But the moment I saw her miniature half-peeled orange, I was gobsmacked. The precision, the attention to detail, the pockmarked skin, the fibrous white pith, and the succulent glossy flesh, each segment a promise of tangy delight. I swear it looked so real I could almost taste the citrusy zest on my tongue. That encounter was a turning point for me. I resolved then and there to infuse my miniature sculptures with the same level of intricacies that would become my signature style. But enough about my clay journey, let's talk about John freaking Legend. One sunny August day in 2017, I got on a call that set my heart pounding like a jackhammer. The fear of him requesting a human figurine, a prospect that would have surely doomed our once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, had me on the edge of my seat. But much to my relief, Mr. Legend, or is it John, had something else in mind. His wife had just released a cookbook, Cravings, and he wanted to surprise her with mini replicas of her dishes. Now, that was right up my alley, until he dropped the timeline. Four months. Four months sounds long, but to us, the tiny Picassos of polymer, Four months feels more like trying to whip up a Michelin-starred five-course meal using nothing but a microwave. And oh, did I mention that you only have one minute on the clock and a celebrity is the one judging your food? Yeah, it's pretty much like that. Of course, we had other workshops to juggle, orders to fulfil. But come on, when John Legend asks for all of you, well, you kind of want to give him all of you, don't you? And so, I said yes. Again, just to reiterate, I was so nervous, I damn near pissed my pants. At the end of the call, I tried to play it cool and made a nonchalant hair wave, flashed an awkward smile and told John, Yeah, sure, no problem, send me the cookbook and I'll get it done. The whole call still feels like a fever dream even to this day. Anyway, a few days later, Chrissy's cookbook arrived. All I could think about when I opened the packaging and saw it was, Holy shit, this is actually for real now. Time to get my game face on, the happiness of Chrissy Teigen and John freaking legend depended on it. 
The cookbook itself was a colourful fiesta of recipes, and actually as humorous as it was appetising, featuring chapters with playful titles like shit on toast or vegetable things. But I didn't have any time to spare for cooking. Instead, I had the Herculean task of picking out 15 recipes to base my miniature pieces on. After much beating around the bush, I finally chose a delightful assortment, including chicken satay, kale salad, chicken pot pie, scallops with corn, and the spicy tomato skillet eggs, which in hindsight was probably not the best choice. You know that feeling when you're in over your head and you realize it too late? Yeah, that was me with these darn skillet eggs. These eggs were the culinary sculptor's equivalent of a Rubik's Cube. Prosciutto ham, sunny side up eggs, chilies and herbs all thrown into a pan. With its riot of colours and complex shapes, one false move and it could look less like a tantalising breakfast and more like a botched surgery. In fact, on my first attempt, I seemed more like the director of a low-budget horror film than the polymer clay Picasso that John had looked for. I was convinced that I was never going to pull this off. But then, as I was stressing over the thought of disappointing John freaking legend, the proverbial light bulb moment hit me. Why not cook the dishes myself to see how they look in all their 3D life-sized glory? And so, I slipped on my apron and wielded my spatula like a warrior ready for battle. It was a game changer. Once I had the dishes right before my eyes, shrinking them down was a walk in the park. Thankfully, the rest of the pieces went much smoother. And after some crafty packaging and paying off insane shipping costs, I sent my miniature food babies away to John and Chrissy, praying that they'll make it there safe and sound. And then, on the night of 2nd December 2017, I received an Instagram notification from Chrissy Teigen herself. Do you guys remember how obsessed I was with tiny foods? Look at these. These are my recipes. My heart and almost stopped. Made them, um, you know how artists have their made it moment? When they go from being a face in a crowd to a name on everyone's lips? I realised then that this was it. Me, a humble polymer artist from small little Singapore, creating little satays in her little HDB apartment, had just satisfied Chrissy Teigen and John freaking Legend. I couldn't sleep that night. I paced, mulling over the mountain of Instagram draft reviews that I've prepared. How do I encapsulate this moment? What's the right balance between Hey, look at what I did Oh my god, I can't believe this happened And A gift I made for my new friends Tagging John and Chrissy felt like stepping into an alternate reality Where I casually name-dropped celebs as if we were old pals A friend even teased Next time, you can introduce us to your Friends, John and Chrissy <laughs> I chuckled But inside I was screaming. I mean, how many people in Singapore can say they've chatted with John freaking legend on the phone? 
They're practically BFFs at this point, right? After posting, it was surreal, and I bid farewell to my ordinary life. Now, the next day, I was all brimming with excitement. I woke up and almost ran for my Instagram. I was ready for the avalanche of likes, comments, and new followers. I squinted at the follower count. 20.2k? Wait, this can't be right. It was 20k last night. I refreshed the page. Once. Twice. Thrice. But it was the same two. Two haunting me. Okay, okay, maybe the action's in my email. I quickly powered up my laptop. Let's see. Same routine emails, the usual spam. Ah, some congratulatory messages from my regular fans and... Nothing. There was no fanfare, no flood of inquiries from London to Tokyo about my mini masterpieces. I didn't get it. Wasn't I supposed to be the talk of the town by now? Feeling a bit let down, but undeterred, I decided to go all out on Instagram, regularly showcasing my creations for Chrissy. About a week later, a glimmer of hope, an email from a local publisher for a feature. I hit reply faster than I ever did, typing out a very professional but cool-headed, sure. Inside, I was telling myself to keep calm and start small. Maybe more people just need to hear about it, then the monsoon of requests will come. One feature led to another, then more local publishers caught wind of my story. Heck, I even got featured on national radio and newspapers. Ultimately, the main difference about polymer clay compared to other kinds of clay is that you have to bake it in the oven. Each time, in most interviews, they would ask the million-dollar question. How has your life changed since John Legend asked you to create these beautiful clay polymers? My reply was usually a modest shrug and a vague, surprisingly not much for now, but I think it should come in a bit. Well... It made them very happy, and that made me happy as well. I have more followers for sure, and I'm excited for the future. All this time, I was itching to know when my celebrity moment would arrive. That moment when I'd become a household name, when the whole world would be charmed by my miniatures. A year later, my Instagram followers doubled hitting the 50k mark. Not too shabby, right? Except, it wasn't exactly the seismic shift I'd been expecting. When I dug a little deeper, I noticed that most of my followers were from Singapore, likely thanks to my local publications and interviews. But shouldn't most of my followers be Americans, given my star-studded clientele? It was a bit of a letdown almost as if my celebrity collaboration was a dream. I toyed with the idea of reaching out to John's manager, or as I should probably call him, Mr. Legend's manager, since we weren't exactly swapping recipes or trading inside jokes. But I held back. 
instead, I was forced to accept the reality. This was just another client project. As I continued piecing the story after, I realised my followers weren't just due to the Legend Tegan commission, but the everyday efforts I put into my craft. All those late night replies to local news outlets, the hours spent brushing out my Mandarin just to sound coherent on air, they all counted in a big way. John may have kick-started the conversation, but without my efforts, I wouldn't have grown like I did. Ironic, isn't it? Here I was, a creator of tiny things, overlooking the little things that matter. Life sure has a sense of humour. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Post Love, brought to you by MediaCorp and produced by OneUp Media. If you would like to share some feedback or share your own stories, drop us an email. Our email is found in the description. This episode is produced by Guangjin, script by RC, edited by Alex, audio experience by Ethan Sam, additional engineering by Ashley from OneUp Media, voiced by Gloria. Special thanks to executive producer Danny Cordy from MediaCorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Post Love.